Hello and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today is July 7th. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, every day I am awakened by your tender hand of mercy and love. Every day I give you my list of prayer requests, and every day I hope yesterday's unanswered prayers will be answered today. But Father, in this hour, I just want to give you praise. I praise you for the prayers you answer that cause me to rejoice and strengthen my faith. I praise you for getting me through unexpected heartbreaks, financial upheavals, and spiritual despair. I praise you for the prayers you did not respond to as I requested, but you used your perfect will to override my emotional desire, and yet you are loving enough to allow me to see why your will is just. I praise you for the life lessons you teach me in my low moments and the love you show me when I am not very loving. I praise you for not attending my pity parties, but standing by to give me comfort when I remember it is only your love that can lift me. Father, I praise you for unexpected surprises that you give me a spiritual boost. When I feel lost and abandoned, the surprises only those who have a relationship with you can believe and appreciate. I praise you for getting me through the times when others spoke their truth about my life, no concern about me. And when my faith and obedience were on trial, I praise you for teaching me obedience is better than sacrifice. Father, I praise you for showing me the difference between your greatness and my smallness, your strength and my weakness, your perfect will and my self-will. I am grateful for the wisdom you give me through your daily lessons and blessings. Thank you for always allowing me to pour out my heart even when my words are not always kind or loving. Yet you give me comfort, understanding, and discipline with love. And most of all, I praise you for blessing me with the greatest love I will ever know. Thank you, Father. I give you praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Good morning, God. <laughs> You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight. For I can't walk alone. Amen. Hebrews 12 says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be wary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son 
whom he receives. Please say this prayer after me. My Father and my God, I thank you for your discipline and correction that is pushing me to reach my full potential. I open myself to receive the success and victory your chastisement brings. I speak competence and excellence to my spirit. I call forth discipline into my life that I may be able to sustain high levels of success and accomplishment for the kingdom of God. I decree and declare growth and expansion to be released in my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Stay with us. Be right back. And now hope for each day. Romans 13 says, put on the armor of light. It is later than you think. Travelers would often pause to meditate on the meaning of that phrase. Its author undoubtedly wanted to remind others of the shortness and uncertainty of life. We Christians have a sundial, the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it bears its warning. It is later than you think. Writing to the Christians of his day, Paul said, It is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Learn to live each day as if it were your last, because someday it will be. A.M. Amen. Christianity is a gospel of crises. It is the gospel of good news to be sure the news that God has a plan for your life, that God loves you, that he is a God of mercy, that he will forgive, lead, and bless you if you, if you confess and forsake your sins and trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. But as far as unbelieving world's understanding is concerned, Christianity is a gospel of crises. It boldly proclaims that this world's days are numbered. Every cemetery testifies that our days on this planet are indeed numbered. The Bible teaches that life is the only vapor that appears for a moment and then it vanishes. There is another sense, however, in which the world system will end. The end of history will come 
and the end of the world that has been dominated by evil. Jesus will come again and set up his kingdom of righteousness and social justice and hatred, greed, jealousy, war, and death will no longer exist. Are you ready for that day? Join me in praying. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. In Touch Magazine talks about God's perfect love. God's love can be hard to understand because it's because it's not like ours. We tend to love those whose character, attributes, and interests are appealing to us. But in God's eyes, there's nothing attractive in us that makes us worthy of his affection. We are all sinners who have rebelled against him. Out of divine mercy and grace, the Heavenly Father chooses to love us. Through the sacrifice of his Son, he demonstrated his love to all those who would receive Jesus Christ. When we trust in the Savior, we permanently become God's beloved children. Nothing can separate us from his love, which will never end or diminish. What's more, no one is beyond the reach of God's love. Jesus made this clear by saying people like a greedy, dishonest tax collector, a criminal on the cross next to him, and Saul, a persecutor of his church. God's love isn't dispensed according to how good we've been. God's love isn't dispensed according to how bad we've been. On that basis, no one would be saved. Divine love can be fully comprehended by the human mind, but it can nonetheless be ours through faith in Jesus Christ. And from the moment a person receives that love, he or she will forever live under its protective canopy. Amen. And now reading from the Bible. How can I overcome anxiety? God did not design you to be anxious or nervous. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus told the crowds, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Do not worry about tomorrow. At some point, all of us have worried about the basics of life. Most of our anxieties involve fundamental things, where we live, what food we buy, what clothes to wear, what friends we have, and what others think about us. In all these concerns, the issue is one of faith and trust in God. Do we really believe that he will do what he has promised to do in his word? If you assume that you are the one who is in charge of your life, then you will battle anxiety and fear. However, if you understand the ways of the Lord, then you will know that he is in charge and that the sovereign God of all the universe cares for you. If you worry and doubt his goodness, 
you will never have the peace that he wants you to experience. Do you take time to acknowledge him as your provider, your answer to everything to do with your anxiety level? Have you ever watched a mouse running inside a wheel? The faster he runs, the faster the wheel moves, but he doesn't make the slightest progress. He does not even have the sense to get off the wheel. Well, this is exactly what anxiety does to you. As fearful thoughts fill your mind, you begin to run faster, trying harder to meet the demands of others or to prevent an uncertain disaster, but you will never gain complete control over your circumstances because God is the one who is solely in control of all things. There is only one way to step off the wheel, and that is by acknowledging the Lord's ability to take care of every need you have. God created you. He knows your needs and the deepest desires of your heart. He longs for you to end the anxiety cycle and let him lead. Therefore, humble yourself under the hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The word casting is related to the Greek verb used in Luke 19, when on Palm Sunday, the people of Jerusalem threw their garments onto a colt for Jesus to ride. The word describes the same motion, a deliberate action of setting something down and leaving it there. Jesus wants to give your cares. He wants you to give your cares over to him and leave him with them. You depend on him for life itself and you acknowledge this by saying, Here, Jesus, take my problems. You have the answers. I trust you to show me what to do and to take care of the consequences. Amen. Stay with us. And God's purposes for your life? John 3. No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. Many people miss out on the blessing of God's abundance because they do not attribute their blessings to him and withhold areas of their lives from him. They refuse to give him anything that will constitute a true sacrifice, their financial resources, possessions, time, or talents. Some do this out of ignorance, others out of rebellion, others out of lack of trust that the Lord will meet their needs. However, if you truly want to be blessed, you must be generous toward God. As in all other areas, the degree to which you open yourself to the Lord in giving is the degree to which you open yourself to Him for receiving. As we read in 2 Corinthians 9, he who sows sparingly 
will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Why does God ask us to be sacrificial and generous to his work? I believe that it is because our resources are a reflection of ourselves. Our giving reveals the degree to which we trust God to supply what we need. But always remember that the more you give yourself to him, the more you will be able to embrace all he has for you. Amen. Jesus, I want to obey you. Help me to be generous toward you with my time, talents, and treasure. Amen. Let's do our daily prayer. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. And God's promises for your life? Proverbs 11. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. We come into life with empty hands, and it is with empty hands that we leave it. Actually, we can possess nothing, no property and no person along the way. It is God who owns everything and we are just stewards of his property during the brief time we are here on earth. Everything that we see about us, that we count as our possessions, only comprises a loan from God. And in closing, let us walk in wisdom. God's way day by day. 1 Corinthians says the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The world says that wisdom is based upon what a person can perceive with his natural senses. God's wisdom calls for a person to walk in the discerning power of the Holy Spirit who is not at all limited by human senses. The person who walks in godly wisdom has a sense of intuition provided by the Holy Spirit who lives inside of every believer. I strongly believe that the person who functions in godly wisdom is able to see beyond what average human beings see, able to hear beyond what average human beings hear, 
able to understand beyond what average human beings understand. This ability flows directly from the Holy Spirit that is at work in us. Amen. Let us strive today to be beyond what an average human being is. Thank you so much for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. Have a glorious July 7th, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.